Welcome to Determined to Succeed. I'm your host, Dawn Malarney, also known as the Unique Connector. So I'm so excited to have Darcy here today. And so I want to kick it off of pause, think, and act. Where did that circle come from? Talk to me more. Yeah, that's the core of our Thoughtfully Fit model. So we took uh, five years to research thousands of hours of client data on what are the biggest obstacles that get in the way of peak performance and success in, in business and life and came up with Thoughtfully Fit. And at the core are those three steps to pause, think, and act. And, and the model is built on the metaphor being physically fit. And just like if you're physically fit, doesn't matter if you want to play basketball, if you want to cross-country ski, if you want to just put your own bin up on the overhead, you know, in the in the airplane, having a strong core makes all of those movements easier. So in the same way, regardless of what your challenges are that 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 you struggle with and the hurdles that get in your way, you always go back to engaging your core. Take a moment to pause, get off of autopilot, think, mm -hmm. ask yourself some questions create some new awareness, and then act from that place of new awareness. Instead of what I had one client say one time, he said, Darcy, I do it backwards. I act or I overreact or I impulsively act. And then I think, oh, why did I do that? And I have to pause and, and figure it out and clean it up. Oh, yeah. Because I would say, I feel like we're so in reactive mode where it's almost like our shield instantly comes up and we're like, Ooh, in defense mode. And it's that fight or flight kind of mode where sometimes it's so hard for our brain to just stop for a second, process what the heck just happened. What's the options here? What's the path or the journey even to, and then act. And so that's why I've loved getting to know you, Darcy. And it's unfortunate that we're finally getting to record this podcast, even though we were supposed to do this years ago before I left corporate job. But anyways, it's fun that we finally get to do this. And this is where I've been loving to see your growth and to see things evolve and to have your book right here at my fingertips. And so you have a very unique path in life and journey. And, you know, even as you reflect on those three words, what is even a pivotal moment in your life that you're so glad you paused mm. and thought before you first act? thing? Yeah, that comes to mind is I spent the first 20 years of my career in politics, working for government, for nonprofits, for U.S. senator uh, campaigns, and the last 12 years working running Herb Cole's office, um, one of our U.S. senators here. And so when he announced he was not going to be seeking reelection, I hired a coach. And there was just an assumption for me, certainly my colleagues, my family, my friends, that I would stay in the government, nonprofit campaigns, political sector. And my coach, I mean, she stopped me in night tracks. She said, she asked me a question that gave me so much power. She said, Darcy, if you look back in 10 years at the decision of, that you make right now and what's next for your career and you had no regrets, what would it be? Oh my God, that was so powerful. I'm like, what would it be? I'd start my own firm. I would be a, a consultant and a coach and a trainer and a speaker. It was just so powerful how, how it was right there. And yet I had never considered that that was an option. So she paused me in that moment from just being an autopilot, like I'm going to work for the next U.S. Senator, I'm going to work for the governor, whatever, to really think about 
what brings me joy and what lights me up. And, and of course, as a result, I acted totally differently. So January 2nd, 2013 was my last day in the U.S. Senate. And January 3rd, I launched Darcy Loma Coaching and Consulting. And so I just celebrated 10 years, Dawn, on January 3rd, and I have no regrets. Oh, well, I'm like, I'm getting chills thinking about it too, because it's like such a big pivotal move that you made. And right there too, you dug deep into what was in your heart and an instant too, you instant had a response where I feel like so many of us have that instant response in our body for ourselves. And we don't always act on it. We'll act on things if it's a quick response for somebody else or if there's a certain situation, but we never do it when it's for ourselves. And I always kind of wonder why we don't do that more often, because I love that you had the vision and look at, look at where it's come to in the 10 years. Absolutely. I had the vision and my coach helped me to uncover and, and bring that vision to the forefront. But then almost as quickly as I said it, my, oh my God, my saboteurs, that inner trash talk just started screaming. You can't, you can't launch a business. You're not an entrepreneur. You don't have an MBA. You don't know anything about that. And so for me, the other thing that was helpful is my coach really helped me to design a plan and start to address all of those. I mean, some of them were internal obstacles, a lot of it mindset, but then the real obstacles too, like how do I have stability and, 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 and health insurance and how do I, I, I was the sole breadwinner for a family of four. And so my coach helped me to work through all of those and then really championed me and, and helped me design accountability so that I didn't just chicken out, which left my own devices, I would have. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I just think of too, if you didn't have that person in your corner, where would you be now? And that's where I think sometimes too, some of us are so driven and independent and I'm going to lean into this. I'm going to do this all on my own, but sometimes it's, you got to ask for help or you got to have someone else giving you a different perspective to help you get out of your head trash or to even just keep moving ahead and not giving up. Absolutely. And it's one of the reasons I almost always have a coach and I believe in coaching and I love coaching is because my coaches don't have any emotional attachment to my decisions in my life, and they don't have any personal skin in the game. And so they're truly there to help me identify what my passion, my goals, my vision is. Whereas when I go to friends or parents or my you know, ex-spouse, they've got, they've got a personal opinion and they have an emotional attachment to my decisions. Yeah. And well, I love that you gave that perspective of it too, because it is almost like that outsider with the magnifying glass kind of that's seeing the details that maybe we're ignoring or we're overlooking because of all the people that are so close to us. And so I just too have always been so inspired of your journey and how courageous you are to keep going ahead, but also to laying it out there to people and letting people kind of know what's going on. And it's and showing that no journey is easy. There are speed bumps in the road and you've had some major speed bumps, I feel like, and some challenges that have been thrown at you, but you never give up. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, um, the biggest speed bump when in March of 2016, when my husband was arrested, I, I was completely blindsided. And um, he was a full-time stay-at-home dad. So my world turned upside down because when he, he went to jail and then was sentenced to prison and, and never came home. 
And that, I will say that um, there was, I mean, a long pause and a lot of thinking before I even could act to come out of, of, of hiding and just the, the, the disaster that my life had become, that, that nightmare um, that was now my reality. And what's interesting, Dawn, I, I was not um, planning to go public and talk about my story because it was awful. Mm -hmm. And my husband was arrested for sexual assault of a minor. So on top of it, a lot of shame and a lot of anger around that. But at the end of the day, I just did not like hiding. I mean, e even if I wasn't lying, just by omission, I did not like that there was a part of me that was off limits and locked and behind closed doors. And I was scared to tell my story for, for lots of reasons, but ultimately I will say, Don, that I have so much more, not only inner peace, but also deeper connections because I, I, I have clients now who, and friends who said, oh my God, okay, that happened to you. I've never told anybody this, but my business partner embezzled money from me, or I was abused as a child, whatever it is, we're all, we all have stories and things that we're holding in our, in this, in the, like sacred heart. Um, and, and so I'm not saying that that's right for everybody to share their stories, but I just realized on my journey that there was a reason that I went through that disaster. And, um, and one of my coaches said, you know, you, you need to, you need to talk about this. Uh, and I, and I, that's why I wrote the book about the story and I have a keynote, but my therapist said, not until you have processed and you can do it without having your audience be your, your therapy. And so it took me a couple of years to get there. Yeah. Well, and it's just, you know, so many things in life are not expected. And that was one that really threw a curveball at you. And, you know, it's just to a reminder of us all that it's okay to pause. It's okay to be quiet. It's okay to think about the situation and to not feel like you have to tell the world everything like social media is these days or to shine the light on everything that's amazing and nothing's going wrong. Mm -hmm. But also too, it's part of this like, grieving or going through trauma or all these things like we all process it differently and there's different stages and it kind of even goes back to two what we were just talking about with the coach is having an outside perspective because sometimes when some people are so close to you they they're analyzing it differently than how you're feeling or they're not even understanding how you're feeling and what you're going through at the moment and so we all have our time that we need but I think that's where just your circle of the thoughtfully fit is so fitting. It's not just about business or like, it's all about life and how we can work through challenges that come our way. And so, you know, for you even too, of just, I love that you brought in fitness into it and you brought in things that you're passionate about. And that's what I think too, is always so cool that you're doing courageous things for yourself, the business but it still goes back to what you are and what you're passionate yes. about. Absolutely. And when we were trying to come up with the, the brand and the, and the model to use to, for all of our coaching, our trainings, our workshops, um, I kept going back to that metaphor of, of being physically fit. Um, so two weeks ago, Don, I did the Verona Tritarium. It was my 25th season doing triathlons. 
I have been an athlete. I mean, since seventh grade, when I started the cross country team and what I, you know, find is when I train and practice, my events are easier. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. when I did started doing all that research with my coaching clients, I, I realized when they would train and practice for the challenges in their life, they handled them easier. They, if they had a tough conversation to have, if they wanted to figure out how to simplify and be able to say no and stop the overwhelm, if they wanted to stop judging others and, and feeling this urge and compelling energy to change them or to fix them, if they brought it into coaching and we trained and practiced around what they were going to do, it was easy. The, the life got easier. The problems got smaller. And so that whole metaphor is it's not about eliminating the hurdles. It's about training so that you can clear them effectively and then move on to the next thing. Mm, I love that so much. And that's where I think sometimes too, yeah, some of us are so driven that we want to change everybody else, but not always work on the hard work for ourselves. And also too, that goes back to that training. You need to keep working on it. It's like habits. You know, it's so easy to get in a routine sometimes and easily throw it out the window and, and not fully pull it on to have a habit. And so- you know, your team has grown over the years, you've had a dynamic change and, you know, things and, you know, I just think of even too, when you had that vision to now what it is, you know, where do you even see it from 10 years from now, even for your company? Oh, I love that question because I, 10 years ago, Dawn, I had no idea that I'd be where we are now. I, I had no idea. So I don't know where it will be in 10 years, but I can tell you what I'm excited about and what we're building towards is that that thoughtfully fit is uh, as a household name and that we have created a world that's more thoughtfully fit because people are different um, and there's a lot of conflict and a lot of challenges. And so we're growing the thoughtfully fit gym. That's an online community where you can go to train and practice and you can get micro learning and support and coaching and training. So I would imagine in 10 years, I hope that that has blown up and that we have that it's like the, the Peloton training that they yeah. created in the fitness industry, that, that that's where you go to train your mind so that you can handle any of those challenges and obstacles that come your way thoughtfully. I hope I have uh, another book or two in 10 years. Um, and, and I really, we've been growing our, so, so our, our business has been really focusing on organizations um, at three different levels, at the team and culture level, and then the leaders and managers, and then the frontline employees and individual contributors and get doing professional development. And so I would hope that um, in 10 years, each of those lines have grown and that we've got really solid products and services for, to serve uh, organizations at those three levels. Mm. Well, I love that so much. And I love too the, that your journey too of coaching, when you said you wanted to be a coach did you have your coaching certification and all the things back then like just think of no I didn't as a matter of fact no I was doing my master's degree um in organizational development at Pepperdine and I had to do a thesis and I was going to do it on get this Hmm. on the ethical considerations of a gubernatorial transition team (laughs) 
because I had taken a leave of absence from Senator Cole's office to go and run the governor's transition. And my advisor said, Darcy, how passionate are you about that? And I'm like, what does passion have to do with my master's thesis? She's like, you're going to be doing a deep dive for two years. You need to really enjoy this. So I completely changed course and said, and she's like, what are you passionate about? I'm like, well, coaching, but this was 2004 coaching executive life coaching was very, very new and very cutting edge at that point. And she's like, great, do your thesis on it. So I took a hundred former U.S. Senate interns and our office, I randomly selected 10 and I did uh, three months of coaching for them. I was not certified at that time. Um, And I had the other 90 were in the control group. And then at the end, took all the stats and analysis, sent it off to a professor at UW-Madison. And he came back and he said, Darcy, you should publish this. You can unequivocally say that regardless of where somebody starts, after three months of coaching, they have greater fulfillment. They have more clarity. They have more success on reaching their goals. And I thought, oh my God, if I can do that and I'm not officially trained and certified, what could I do if I actually got accredited and really have the skills? And so that started my journey to the path to more certifications than I care to admit. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Cause that's where I'm like, when you first started, I was like, I didn't think you had any certifications yet, but now I'm like, holy cow. Now look at all the certifications and the things that you have in your toolbox where I'm like, I just love that it's just what you were doing to where you are now. And just, you know, it's just, that's the part of life. And that's where even too, for the listeners of like, maybe that are kind of in this moment where they're like, Ooh, do I transition to something new? Because I feel like I've taken a few bold moves over my life to trying something new, but it's all somehow still circles back to similar things in a way. You know, so maybe what are some like suggestions or thoughts that you have for some people that are kind of in that weird stuck moment right now? Well, a couple. One is to to pay attention, pause and think and pay attention to your heart, your passion. I knew for me that drive. I mean, all it took was my coach asking, what, what, what would you do if you had no regrets? I knew my passion and drive was on speaking and training and coaching and consulting. I knew when we were trying to develop a model that we could use in our business, that I am a a physical fitness fanatic. I love understanding peak performance and how the mental model of of, of training and the rest that you need. I had a period in in my, when I was training for the Ironman where I wasn't taking rest and I, 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 I didn't get faster. I didn't get better. I got injured. And so how does that translate to um, having stillness in your life? So if you listener, if you are at a place where you are not fulfilled and you sort of are going through the motions or you have golden handcuffs, I just encourage you, you don't need to jump ship, although you can, to just pay attention to what sparks you, what brings you joy, what makes you happy and explore that and invest in yourself. Part of it for me, from the moment I did my thesis and figured out coaching was my passion. It still took me, I think I'd have to go back and look at the the calendar, but eight years before I launched my business. So in those eight years, I was investing in my training. I got certified as a coach. I got certified in relationship and organization systems coaching. I, 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 I pursued it on the side as a hobby business until that that's why that day when the, my coach said, what would you do if you had no regrets? It came so easy because I had been doing it on the side as a hobby for eight years. 
So it doesn't, if, and if you aren't even sure what your passion is and you're like, I wish I knew, that's okay. That's okay. Start right now where you are and pause to think about what in the past, when you were younger, when you were in college, what were you drawn to? And get out of the, the ruts of what's most comfortable right now to explore something that maybe is more, um, makes you feel alive. Mm, I love that too, because it's like just, pausing and, and even reflecting and writing things out and just taking a moment to think about ourselves for a moment. And it's the thinking of like, well, what's the worst that could happen? But what's the greatest thing that could happen too? And switching that mindset around it of like, you don't know, like there could be so many more opportunities than what you can even see in your lens at the moment. And so, you know, what's something that you do that really pushes you to keep striving for success and keeps making you determined to never give up? Well, a, a lot of things. One, I'll say right now in our business, we use the EOS model. It's an entrepreneurial operating system. It's traction. And one of the things, it's a very structured way that helps keep our, our vision, our goals top of mind. Every year we have an annual retreat. Where we're looking at what's the 10-year vision. Is it the same yeah. as what it was last year? In many cases, it has shifted and evolved and we've got more clarity. What's our three-year plan? What's our one-year goals? And then our quarterly rocks. So we just had our quarterly retreat this week for two days and we got really clear for quarter three, what are our rocks? That's incredibly motivating to say in the next three months, these are the things we're getting done in our business. Before I started using traction in our company, we just sort of vaguely knew, sort of, maybe I even knew, but I certainly hadn't shared it, articulated it with my team. Uh, what the vision is and what's a success look like at the end of this year, and then breaking it down into those quarterly goals. That is so motivating because it's right in front of you. And then there's some celebration, right? So this retreat yeah. we just had, we celebrated, I think of our seven rocks, which is too many. We had seven rocks the last quarter. We got six of the seven done and we were celebrating. That's fabulous. Oh, well, and I love that too, because it's, it's, cutting it up into those little milestones where sometimes we just keep driving past the milestone and we don't even take a moment to celebrate. And so I'm glad to hear that you're celebrating. And that's where I think the more we celebrate, the more we take a moment to reflect and pause on it too, is the more we realize how far we've come. And that's where I even just hope for you even too right now of like looking in that rear view mirror and being so dang proud of yourself. And I just even think, wow, I'm so lucky that we got to meet and have that one-on-one -on -one time together where, you know, I was destined to have that one-on-one -on -one time with you and to keep in touch with you. And that's where I just love seeing your growth even too in this time together that I've gotten to know you. And so keep shining bright. And if you have any last words of wisdom that you'd want to give to the listeners. Well, to listen to your podcast, you're amazing and you are continuing to find your passion. So I just say, just keep going. And if anybody's curious right now, what's your biggest hurdle? What gets in the way of success? If you go to thoughtfullyfit.com, you can take a free quiz and it'll spit out your biggest hurdle and some strategies on how to overcome it. And you can start training and practicing today. Mm, I love that. And I'll make sure to put that in the show notes. So I appreciate you so much. And thank you for doing this with me today. Oh, I love it, Dawn. And I love that all, all that you're doing and how you are really living your passion. It's truly an honor and a pleasure to be with you today. Thank you.